I like how at the end you threw in the um the iPhone sleep noise. I I heard that and I was like, wait a minute, and then I had to like replay it again. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Slices, the Deep Dish Swift podcast. Deep Dish Swift is a supreme Swift developer conference being served in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. On this podcast, we'll be chatting with the organizers and speakers of the conference. We're Kaya Malin, and in this episode, we're chatting with Michaela Karen, who is an iOS engineer, YouTuber, freelancer, and of course, a speaker at Deep Dish Swift. Welcome, Michaela. Hey, how's it going? Good. Awesome to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This I've... I'm also recording from someplace like I've never been, so I don't have my desk and everything. So I'm like on my most minimal setup. But like for some people, this is still extra. <laughs> we usually kick it off with uh, where you're from and where do you live. And I think that one will uh, be a little bit uh, unique That's of an a- answer for me. <laughs> That's a complicated answer. Yeah, right now. <laughs> um, so I am from Indiana. So like Indianapolis area. Uh uh-huh. So from because of that, I have been to Chicago before. Um, I was actually in Chicago like for New Year's, so I started the year in Chicago. Um, oh, okay. But then started and ended of last year, so in Chicago. But then, yeah, mm. where I currently, I don't know, like I live here as in, you know, I exist where I am at this moment. <laughs> I don't actually live here, though. Um, I'm currently in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, but last mm-hmm. week I was in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and then about two weeks prior to that, I was at a different conference. So I was actually in Singapore. So oh, wow. <laughs> I've been yeah, kind of right. everywhere lately. <laughs> so, and last week you were living out of a, you were like going with a van life and living out of a van. Yes, right? I did. Like, so there's this one website called Outdoorsy and you can use that to like rent a van. Like you could do like going, like staying at an Airbnb. So instead of mm-hmm. doing that, oh. I was like, I'm going to just rent a van and try to live van life. <laughs> and how, how I feel like you, you picked up like the most challenging time of year yes. for living in a van. How, it was cold. <laughs> so I rented a van when I was in Boulder and in Denver, and it was mm-hmm. averaging like I think 32 ish, 40 degrees oh, nice. Fahrenheit. So like zero basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, with that, it's you don't think about it, but these like big cargo vans that people live in, they have batteries on them because that usually mm-hmm. is kind of how they power like heat or like their fridge or something um so but when we like know as tech people like more so than i guess <laughs> other people sometimes is that batteries don't perform as well when it's cold yep. outside so that meant yep. that the battery yep. died way faster than it oh. usually does oh, so no. what that meant was in the middle of the night when it was like 12 degrees no. fahrenheit the heat decided to stop and i woke <laughs> up with like literally it was like 12 to 20 degrees like inside this van and i was like oh no wonder i was so cold like the second you know <laughs> you like kind of move the blankets off of you you're you know you yeah. you like yeah. feel the elements but well this was very very cold i was like my head was like kind of cold because you know you're all wrapped up but oh. then i was like yeah. i like moved the blanket and i was like oh why is it so cold in here and then i was like it's really quiet so i'm like okay the heater is not on i was like when did this heater uh, stop because it was freezing oh no so how do you recharge those batteries do you use solar panels or do you have to drive so there's both so typically sometimes three there's like three different ways to charge the batteries you can use solar panels which is like the least effective way um but there's solar panels mm-hmm. you can yeah charge it off of like i think it's the alternator in the van itself mm-hmm. so when you drive around it charges the battery but then also sometimes depends on like how the person built it they will actually built in like shore power so like you can literally use like an extension cable Mm -hmm. and plug Mm -hmm. the van like into Mm -hmm. a wall outlet and that's the most effective way um but yeah it's 
the batteries were struggle bussing in the cold. <laughs> and so that kind of changed my idea of van life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, how, how did you decide your route? Um, I had a friend that like lives in Boulder. So it's, I knew I wanted to go there mm -hmm. for that reason was like to kind of visit them. And I didn't do too much. I was kind of mostly like staying around Boulder doing mm -hmm. like all the different coffee shops that are there because it was cold in the van. So it's, I was <laughs> going to go to coffee shop to warm up, but then also I travel with way more electronics than your average person. So I had to charge everything and I was scared to continually charge it off of the battery in the van because yeah. <laughs> I needed that yeah. for the yeah. heater. So this whole thing was very interesting in the winter. Whereas I actually rented a van last year, right after 360 iDev. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And for that, it was August of last year, August, September, I believe. And it was warm outside, though. Yeah, that so sounds like I a much better time. I didn't have any of these problems. <laughs> but then after doing it in the winter, I really wanted to see what was the, like, full experience of living in a van in, like, mm -hmm. all temperatures. Yeah. Uh, do you have any plans to, to drive south next time? Yes, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, if I did again, it'd probably be either warmer climates um, and or I'm deciding if I would really want to spend all the money for a van because you can either there's like two options. You can like build it yourself or have somebody else build it mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And obviously having somebody build it for you costs like twice as much yep. as as if you mm -hmm. DIY'd it. But mm -hmm. I'm also like, I don't have time for that slash I kind of don't mm -hmm. want to because it takes like <laughs> months and months to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'd rather like immediately start traveling. So instead of that, I might then... I could live like month to month or so like in Airbnbs and then like immediately travel rather than having mm. to delay it by like nine months to build a van. Yeah. How did you deal with <laughs> yeah. internet? Do you just um, use your phone? Yeah. So far, I just used my phone hotspot, which hasn't been too bad because I found out in Boulder where I would get a signal. So I'd get a signal closer to Pearl Street. So I would end up like driving over that way <laughs> versus where I like ended up parking only had like one or two bars or sometimes like no signal at all. Like it just yeah. says the like SOS. So I can only make yeah. an SOS call. <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. Um, so because of that, yeah, I've just been going off the hotspot on my phone. If I were to do something like that, probably full time, I'd probably need to get some like signal booster thing so that you can kind of start to work from mm -hmm. a little bit more of like anywhere else so you mentioned now you're in utah right yes is that where you is that where you're planning on uh, is that the area you're planning on staying staying in until until deep dish no um, <laughs> i am actually gonna end up going to san diego like on oh. sunday oh, i believe <laughs> nice let us know if you have any if you have any questions we were Ooh. there recently we have lots of food recommendations yes. coffee recommendation it's not going to be oh. as cold there <laughs> so you might not need as much coffee but if you're into into uh snobby coffee let us know <laughs> oh. yeah i definitely will because yeah it's funny i because i try to pack light light for me again like more so for pack light clothes wise but then i still packed like way more electronics and that's what took up the rest of my luggage but yeah i had to pack for like all weather because i went from colorado in like snowboarding temperatures and then like two weeks later i'm going to san diego san diego and it's going to be like 70 degrees and you can go surfing so yeah. <laughs> i had to like pack my snow pants but also pack like my bathing suit uh, yeah. Yeah. do you know where in san diego you're going to i have no idea 
right. So we're just right. kind of figuring out where we're going to go as we get there. Are you planning on uh, on going surfing? Yes, I do want to try going surfing. Okay. So I tried snowboarding for the first time, um, and I actually used uh, Curtis's app Slopes for the first time as well. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. it was it was great because I also had the person who made Slopes with me. So then I could be like, hey, is this a bug or is this a feature? Is this how it's supposed to work? And also never going snowboarding before, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing either. So yeah. he gets that perspective of this is what it looks like to use the app and you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because of that, it's I tried snowboarding for the first time. And then yeah, in a couple weeks, actually next week, it's I'm going to try surfing then for the second hmm. time now. It's I've gone, I did one lesson and then now I'm going to go try to do like some more lessons, but also like just go by myself or with others. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, we have definitely have recommendations. Um, so moving on to um, something a bit more on the, I think we'll get more towards the technical side. <laughs> uh, what do you do? We yeah. haven't talked spoken about that yet. Yeah, so I am an, an iOS engineer at Lickability. So we are a small, uh, full, fully remote studio. So we all can work fully remote um, and we make mm-hmm. iOS apps. So we make apps that are um, for either like big companies, small companies, like pretty much like any kind of mm-hmm. app, like that's what we're looking to do right now. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's I awesome. also do like freelancing too. So I do freelancing for yeah. iOS development because oh. I love it so much in my day job. I wanted to also continue <laughs> to do that outside of work. So I also do freelance iOS dev work too. That's, and, and you also and you also do some YouTubing. YouTubing. You are recording videos from for YouTube and do live streams as well. Yes, because after all of after doing iOS dev in my full time job and then in my free time, I also had other free time that I decided to do more iOS dev. And yeah, I do like live streaming on YouTube because yeah, it's like making a video is so much work. Like if you were going to make a tutorial, mm-hmm. you have to like first code the whole project for like exactly what you want it to look like, what all the code is supposed to look like. And then you would have to go back and re-record like a whole video and then show people how to do all of that. Instead of doing that, I decided to do live streaming because I can just like press mm-hmm. record or press go live and just kind of go. And I don't mm-hmm. actually have to yeah, like yeah. do as much preparation. And I like that like a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point that that's... I think I think you probably end up streaming for longer, but the time it takes to like get started is probably it's probably a lot less friction to get to that point. Yeah, because it's always like video editing twi- takes like twice as amount twice the amount of time as like yeah. the raw recording. So mm-hmm. instead of like having yeah. to actually go and edit everything, it's I can just like go live and just post it mm. and not care yeah, that it's yeah. not edited. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. like go live. Okay, we're done, and then. I do like some planning because I've been building an expense tracker app mm-hmm. on my live stream. Mm-hmm. So it's like your basic expense tracker. Everybody knows how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's not a new concept. So nobody is about to steal my idea. So because <laughs> of that, it kind of doesn't matter what the code uh, oh. looks like to other people too. So because yeah. of that, that's what I decided to like live stream. So then yeah. Yeah. I can do that, go live, and then be done with it. <laughs> yeah. It's also nice because the not editing is a feature of of that type of recording right (laughs) yes it is a great byproduct (laughs) (laughs) um so how did you get into ios development now considering that you spend all your time on it (laughs) how did you get started I got into it because um, I've always had an iPhone, so it's I wanted to then like do iOS development because I've never had an Android phone, so it, it wouldn't <laughs> make sense for me to do Android development. I was like, I yeah. have an iPhone, <laughs> let's do iOS. And then um, I decided to because I just thought like it was interesting, so it's I like looked up a course on how to do that, and then 
what I studied in college was actually not um, iOS, or it wasn't programming really at all. I studied manufacturing, so I studied like mechanical and electrical engineering, and then <laughs> I did like a little programming with that. So I decided to minor in computer information technology, which is like mm-hmm. sort of kind of programming, but it's also because it was a minor that just meant that you can take whatever class you want as long as mm-hmm. you meet the prerequisite. So I just only took the like programming classes rather than the like system design classes (laughs) so taking the programming classes i like did some programming but then didn't do anything like ios specific but it's i still really liked programming but then after getting a job like within manufacturing i didn't i decided i kind of didn't like it that much so i was like (laughs) okay i really really want to learn ios development so i started that and like made it my new year's resolution so i started it on like january Mm -hmm. 1st of i think 2019 Mm -hmm. so my very first post on like instagram was i want to learn ios development and it just (laughs) went from there i've like posted every day of me learning development that's awesome what do you remember what your first project was that you picked up to learn yes i know the very first one was a udemy course by um i think it's called dev slopes um i'm not sure if they're still active or not but it was this like small i believe indie kind of company um but then after that it's i stopped for a little bit so then the really like first one that i actually kept going with uh was the code with chris tutorials so Mm -hmm. on youtube and then like Mm -hmm. part of his uh other courses as well Uh, you you mentioned you mentioned instagram um and that you sort of started posting there and i think you don't hear many people um like in the ios dev community like i feel like many people have been on twitter and now moving over to Mastodon and people are sort of unsure where, where they want to go. Uh, I'm curious with like, how do you found the community on Instagram and how do you um, like, what type of things do you share that are related to like development? This is hard to get like a photo related <laughs> to everything that you're sharing. Yeah, it's when I was first learning for sure. It was a lot of posting just like the video course I was watching. So it was like which lesson I was on. It's kind of yeah. just like, let me take a picture of my laptop. I just have a different web page up every single time. <laughs> um, but then it's it went from there to kind of like me building my own app. So sometimes it would then be like all the sketches of what I'm making or like flow charts. And then now because it's I've already learn some iOS development, I've already built an app, it kind of went back to let me just take a picture of my desk, which is kind of <laughs> what like most Insta like tech influence do, influencers kind of do, which I think is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's just like, here is a picture of my desk at every single angle you can imagine. <laughs> so, um, it's funny on my mine at home, it's my desk setup is just like, all the, I, I don't have cable management, like at all so <laughs> the top of it is pretty and then the bottom it's just like cables on cables like recently i literally had to even get a different power strip because i needed more ports because i had even more cables and because of that it's i'll take pictures sometimes with the top so you can't see it but then sometimes all the on the bottom of it has like all the complete like unmanaged cables and because of that <laughs> uh, on instagram people like try to steal your pictures and impersonate you which is a whole Not different really. thing but cool. yeah, because I don't manage my cables, my desk doesn't look as pretty, so it doesn't happen as often as other people that I know. <laughs> so it's a, it's it's not a bug; it's a feature. It really is because people will try to just like impersonate you to scam other people. They like try to pretend to be you and stealing your pictures. It's super weird. Like it sometimes happens weird. on it sometimes happens on Twitter. It sometimes happens on like YouTube. People will like rip videos and this like being a content creator. People will, like rip your videos from like courses and put them for free on YouTube, and you can complain like and hopefully Mm. youtube ends up taking it down uh twitter it sometimes happens but if you like you know search the same person because they're trying to impersonate you they um 
that you end up finding the real person because there's like a thousand more followers. Mm. Um, like we kind of mm. sort of, I don't know if it's too soon, saw with the Twitter blue thing of somebody tweeting from yeah. like an impersonation account or it looks like it's mm-hmm. from Apple, but instead of the L, they had an I or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So the <laughs> handle looked the same, but it wasn't. Um, mm. It's kind of, they'll do like something similar like that. But you can kind of tell on Twitter because, like, there's a big drastic difference in followers. But because Instagram mm-hmm. is such mm-hmm. a content-heavy, people don't pay as much attention mm-hmm. to, like, the number yeah. of followers yeah. and stuff that you have. It's more of, ooh, am I seeing a picture or a video of that person? So they do yeah. think it's the real yeah. person. And then they try to scam other people. And then the person then complains to the real person that they got scammed. And it was like, <laughs> well, don't send your money to somebody you don't know on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned i guess but uh, that's like a whole thing of posting on instagram is people try to impersonate you even if all you're doing is posting a picture of your desk weird oh. it's super weird yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you've ever thought about this like a rabbit no, hole of instagram i have not <laughs> no that's just yeah, like i uh, i think i mean i know what instagram <laughs> is and i have an instagram account but i never really i'm not exposed to that part of it yeah but speaking uh, no. of your table or of your desk setup, do you have any <laughs> any 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 highlights? I mean, I've seen the pictures of your table, and there are some interesting parts. Uh, what's what's your favorite part of your setup? Ooh, my favorite part of my desk setup is definitely my keyboard. Um, I have the <laughs> I Moonlander. <laughs> yes, I have a Moonlander. It is a split mechanical keyboard, and it did make the short list in what I brought with me when I'm like traveling. So, <laughs> I brought a external like USB microphone, which is actually a different one. I have this one. It's like the Rode NT USB Mini mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I brought with me because it's smaller. But I actually wanted to bring a different mm-hmm. one, <laughs> but I couldn't fit. I couldn't fit the space. I tried like all <laughs> night packing and I couldn't. But then my Moonlander is my favorite part of my desk because like that's my keyboard and it's all ergonomic and everything. But like that was a non-negotiable. It's, I was definitely bringing my external keyboard <laughs> before deciding to bring like a microphone. But like definitely my keyboard because when you think about it, you are using either your keyboard or your mouse. Like majority yeah. of the time when you use a computer mm-hmm. so that was like mm-hmm. a non-negotiable i definitely need to bring my keyboard even though it takes up like way more space than like your average if you just brought like the the apple um what is it called a magic like touch keyboard whatever yeah, it, yeah. whatever it's called <laughs> yeah yeah um switching gears so considering that you're d- traveling a lot you're working you're Free time projects are more work, and then you're also doing uh, <laughs> streaming. You're also streaming on YouTube and Instagram. What does your day look like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, lookability is great. We have a four day work week, which is amazing, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. So because of that, I'll work Monday to Thursday, um, doing work like having meetings and doing iOS development, um, working mm-hmm. like meetings mm-hmm. with clients if we have that. But then um, on Fridays, that's when I like decided to spend my time like dedicating it to either making my own apps or doing like my own freelance work. So then I would stream mm-hmm. in the morning um, on Friday because I was trying to be productive because I was like, okay, on Fridays, I don't <laughs> yeah. have work, but I don't want to fall into the habit of like waking up at noon or something because I know I don't have work. Mm-hmm. So I decided to stream. So if I stream in the mornings, then it forces me to also wake up because everybody yep. knows and I'm tweeting about it that I'm yep. about to stream. <laughs> so it forces me to that's actually wake up and do something uh and then that that whole like it gets your day started and then it's like well i shouldn't just immediately go back to sleep after streaming so then (laughs) i like actually end up doing something uh so Mm -hmm. i'll like stream in the morning um not as much lately with traveling but it's i would stream in the morning and then do possibly some freelance work um or Mm -hmm. just sometimes not do anything after that because i've done my one like productive thing of the day um but it's i would do like some freelance work um 
if I have any of it or just kind of do whatever sometimes too. At Lickability, does everyone work on the same four days or could you do we some do the same work? four days? So okay. we always do Monday, Thursday, and then we all get Friday yeah. off. That's pretty cool. It's great. How long yeah. has that been the policy? It, I know it started before I started there, which was about a little over a year ago. Um, I, mm -hmm. I believe it was an experiment briefly, and then uh, we decided to keep it. And then with the pandemic like starting and everything, everybody went remote anyways. And um, mm -hmm. later on, it was after I started, I know, we like completely got rid of the office. So we, we don't even have an office to go into anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just fully <laughs> remote. We can all work from anywhere it's i work from at the moment utah but then uh most of them are in either new york city or new jersey but i know a couple of people here and there i think are also about to like move or something because we can yeah um all right i um i want to switch gear to um to deep dish and to the conference how how is uh first uh, what's the title of your talk and what are you what are you going to talk about so the title of my talk is 13 tips to write code like a swifty so this <laughs> means to me is that it's like your tips and tricks of like how to write your code better so like it could go mm -hmm. be something like naming or using a linter or using things like uh, function arguments so it's really sort of like here's kind of how to make your code more Swift-like. And then mm -hmm. with it being right. like a Swifty, that's a Taylor Swift reference for anybody, <laughs> any of my Swifties out there. And that's why, <laughs> that's why 13 tips as well. It I is. Assume. If somebody, if somebody yeah. knows, they, they know that the, the number is significant <laughs> as well. And so, yeah, with that, it'll be either subliminal or non-subliminal, a Taylor Swift reference. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you do you know as of where we are right now? We still have a little bit of time until until Deep Dish Swift starts. Do you have your thirteen tips already? Do, I don't have all thirteen. You... <laughs> 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 I'm like putting together the outline of what parts I want to put in that, but it's definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're kind of all floating in my head at the moment. They haven't yeah. been written down either, but <laughs> we're we're starting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We're I, not I do love that. I love that every time we talk to someone on this podcast. They are about like they, they might just be a little bit more ahead of preparing than I am. Like they're not like no one is like, oh yeah, I'm done. Like everyone seems to be in the stage like ideas are still floating, figuring out what we wanna do. Uh came up with a talk title to have something nailed out. And I think going from the there. only reason we all have talk titles is because Josh was like, What's your talk title? I was like, Oh no. <laughs> we have to yep. have a talk title. <laughs> yeah, it's like um my title is pending. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I um, I I'm really looking forward to forward to the talk. I always love when it's like things that can just improve your day to day work. I think mm -hmm. that's it's so it's so applicable to everyone as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I really want to make it where it's like you can apply these concepts no matter the size of the code base or when you apply it. Like it's not like changing mm -hmm. your architecture that like you know takes a lot of mm -hmm. time and planning. It's more of like you're yeah. writing code right now. This is how you could immediately start doing this like in the next time like you sit down with Xcode too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you've been giving quite a lot of talks lately. I know you were in Singapore uh, just earlier this year. What does your sort of talk preparation process usually look like? Ooh, that's a good question. Do you have a strategy. Mm, my strategy is more of <laughs> it's I've come up with a CFP because it's I had asked like mm -hmm. sort of yeah getting into like talking and speaking and everything too. It was like. I didn't know how to do that. I think I saw a tweet. I believe it was by Ellen, who's also a speaker at Deep Dish Swift, of like mm -hmm. there were less women submission for 
uh, talks in CFPs, and I was like, I'd be interested in giving a talk, but for one, I have no idea what to talk about. I don't know what a CFP is. I don't know how to write one because all conferences are just like, hey, CFPs are open, but they don't yeah. really go into depth about explaining what that is and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, it's I basically kind of just tweeted asking what that was, and it was great. I got like a mm. bunch of responses. So so I kind of started there. If everyone was like, hey, you can write a CFP, but you don't actually have to have the talk done yet. And I was like, yeah. what? You don't need it done? <laughs> and that like blew my mind for a minute there. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like CFP, the name is it is confusing because it's called for paper, and it makes it seem like it should be something very official. Um, but I think it's sort of like a result of that being like the terminology you use in like scientific settings and those type of things. But uh, yeah, I think I think it is it is nice that you can be a bit more sort of flexible in sort of mm-hmm. you mention what you want to talk about and then you can write the talk i i struggle i usually struggle even with the cfp as well i'm like ah if i commit to this i have to like have a strategy of what i want to talk about so it can be a bit daunting but i do think it's great that you like that you reached out and saw like ask people how what it is and then just decided to submit mm-hmm. and start from there and i think now um yeah it's it seems like you sort of gotten over it seems like you just talk at so many different conferences now so it doesn't seem like you have any problems with the CFP yeah it was definitely I was able to like figure out how to write one and the women who code mobile have a YouTube channel as well or it's the women who code Mm. mobile did the talk but I think it might be on the official women who code like the um like the OG like organization everything they have a YouTube channel and in that I believe it's a three-part series of how to write a CFP too so I was able to watch that too and that was super helpful with like just how it's formatted because it's like it's called yeah call for paper call for paper call for proposal but Mm -hmm. like it's not long Mm -hmm. it's like a paragraph so it's like even different than Mm -hmm. what you're thinking of like we're not writing like an essay of how to do this it's just like we're writing a paragraph of what's about to happen and so yeah Yeah. i was able to like get some ideas of like things i liked and people are like oh yeah you could talk about this because you've done this on youtube or talk about like different Mm -hmm. things here and there so that's kind of where i started was like what kind of thing would I would or what would I be interested in seeing at a conference? And that's sort of yeah. uh, where I got like my ideas. And then, yeah, writing a whole paper or really writing a paragraph. <laughs> and then um, I, I kind of like brainstorm and outline would be like my next step of figuring out like, what do like, here's what I said I was going to talk about. But like, here's <laughs> the actual specific details of what I'm going to talk about. So like with mine right now, it's OK, I've said I'm going to say tips about Swift what kind of tips are there about Swift to learn? <laughs> and like, what's something more than like, use, try to use uh, constants rather than variables, like stuff like that. <laughs> do you do a full rehearsal before you talk? Or do you prefer having more talking points and, and allowing yourself more flexibility when you actually give the talk? I definitely like more flexibility. So mm-hmm. I'll have like the talking points that I will do either in bullet point form and then sometimes in what the like the speaker notes that you have on Keynote, I'll have something more in depth here and there about like something specific I want to mention. Like, what is it? Vapor was compatible with like five to seven databases, I think. And I can't even remember them right now because I know <laughs> that was in my speaker notes of what they were specifically. So yeah. I'll do that of have the general points on the slide and then have some specific things I know I want to mention in my speaker notes. Hmm. But then given that, it gives me like the flexibility to kind of like, I know what I'm talking about. So then I can kind of just describe it because I've either like practiced the presentation, but also like I just know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because somebody gave Mm -hmm. me the tip like, 
when I was first learning like how to give presentations, you know, in like high school where you're still super nervous, afraid of everybody because <laughs> you're being judged by people that you've grown up with or whatever. And uh, somebody gave me the tip that like you're the expert in what you're trying to talk about. Uh, so like just talk about it. And if you forget something, just don't worry about it because nobody knows that you forgot something that you were going to say because mm-hmm. nobody knew. Like you were the one <laughs> you're giving this talk for the first time to all these people. So they don't know that you forgot to include one bullet or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like you shouldn't freak out about forgetting something because you're yeah. the only yeah. one yeah. who knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Modern, yeah, modern no, that- at one talk switched her entire talk, talk <laughs> title changed what she talked about in the talk and no one no one picked up on it everyone just went up to her said that they really liked the talk even the organizers didn't notice that it was actually a different title <laughs> yeah i think sometimes sometimes i uh, in the beginning when i started giving talks and when i started sort of preparing for it i was really rehearsing it a lot of times and almost to a point like i never i never had a script because i know that i want to be able to engage with the people in the audience and i want to have to like read of something or feel like I have my notes and then I get to look at them. So I basically like try to memorize things in the beginning. But then I sort of got in my own head about it. And I knew that if I, you know, sometimes you say something in a particular way, and you're like, oh, that sounds really good. And then if you don't remember exactly what you were going to say, you almost throw yourself off more than if you would just have said the sentence freshly instead. So I sort of got into this point where I'm like, I realize with myself, and I don't think this is the same for everyone, but with myself that like I... I can over rehearse if I rehearse too many times I would just know that there's a particular sentence I want to say and if I don't remember that it's not going to go as well as if I would just have said something completely fresh so it's a it's an interesting balance yeah that's the thing with the one I'm giving to I'm like I want to have Taylor Swift references so that means I have to say something specific now too and that's not something I've had to do with any of my other presentations it's always been like oh databases oh core data oh yeah Yeah. it's a framework by Apple oh it Sometimes I'll say that. Sometimes it uses yeah. SQLite, like things yeah. here and there. But then, yeah, the talk I'm about to give, if I, I have to say like a specific phrase because it's like a quote mm-hmm. from something, yeah. then that means it has mm-hmm. to be specific. So it's, I'm going to have to either yeah. remember yeah. it um, <laughs> and practice more or uh, just like forget parts here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just put it on the slide. It's like yeah. you say a quote just and you put it, it on the slide the that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think note. of the style of which that was not a pun, but the style of the slides that I'm going to have of just what do they look like? Because I always do the outline first of like, okay, because, you know, it's the most important part, the content of this is what I'm going to talk about. But then lastly, I'll end up spending like a week or something just like, what colors do I use? What font do I use? Like, what animations do I have? (laughs) Yeah. Um, How do you like Vapor now? I really like it. I think it's been a lot of fun and especially like working on stream too. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I just ran into the issue. I couldn't find what was going on. And with that streaming and everything, I'm getting like suggestions from people in chat. It was like, oh, hey, you, I haven't done Vapor, but like Swift works like this. You could try this mm-hmm. here and there. And then also live one time I posted in uh, Vapor's Discord, which is kind of where to mm-hmm. go, like the best place yep. to go for their Q&A, even more so than like Stack Overflow or anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'm having this issue, like printed the uh, error code, and then also was like, I'm also live on YouTube right now doing this. So <laughs> I then had Tim Condon, who is like one of the lead yep. maintainers of Vapor, he like came into mm. my stream was like, oh, hey, you just need to do this. And it was like missing a dollar <laughs> awesome. sign on like one specific part. And then mm. like everything worked. And I was like, this is what I could only hope for is somebody literally yeah. coming into a stream live <laughs> and helping you solve an issue that I've been like, 
struggling about on stream mm. for like the last hour. So it's been super fun uh, with that. And you can do a lot with it and just kind of seeing a different way that Swift can be used. Because like we always use Swift with iOS development because mm -hmm. that's like the main way mm. to use Swift. But then using it on the back end is like completely different. Like I just saw on Twitter, on Mastodon, like today, you can actually bypass like using Xcode and Swift Package Manager when you mm -hmm. use like server-side Swift because mm -hmm. it's not actually, it's Xcode that like maybe maybe like fucking some things up here and there, but then it's, <laughs> you can actually um, just run Swift Package Manager commands in the terminal and then like yeah. not have to deal with Xcode because you can also use Swift <laughs> in VS Code. And I'm like, yeah. that's amazing. You can just like bypass Xcode, which is not a thing you can do in iOS dev. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do really like the Vapor Discord it, because it's so focused on Vapor, but it's also a bit of a walled garden. So many people that don't know about it, they're missing so many helpful people and, and even resources, right? Because you often, when I run into Vapor issues, I often just search for it in that Discord uh, server and then someone already ran into the same problem. <laughs> it would be nice if, if you could have those kind of Discord open conversations more f searchable on, on Google or other search engines. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit, I want to say, in the, the Swift forms, if you use the Vapor or mm -hmm. server-side Swift mm -hmm. uh, category, mm -hmm. that kind of helps. But yeah, it's my go-to lately has always been the Discord because I just... Tim, I don't know what he does. He comments immediately, and I'm like, and he's like always the same person. I'll comment in different channels here and there, and he's always like coming, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in like every single one of these channels, yeah. and like responding immediately. It's great, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, this yeah. this is amazing. But yeah, it's with Discord because it's not uh, like a whole forum or like really mm. super searchable. Mm. It's kind of yeah, you have to know that it exists, and that's like the place to go to. Mm. So yeah. I'll tell people who either are having some Discord issue or Discord, uh, some Vapor issues because I have a YouTube series about like mm -hmm. teaching the basics mm -hmm. of Vapor. Sometimes some people will DM me and I'm like, just go to the Vapor Discord. Like that's the place mm -hmm. to ask questions. Yeah. All right. With that, let's move on to our rapid fire questions. Uh, and it's, it's rapid fire questions. You don't have to rapid fire answer. <laughs> uh, you can, you can take as much time as you want. Um, but with that, the first question is, uh, what is, Currently, your favorite iOS app. It doesn't have to be a recent app. Can of can be from all the way down to iPhone OS one. Uh, <laughs> but what's your what's your favorite iOS app? So lately, my favorite one has been Flighty because of all the traveling oh, nice. and flying mm -hmm. that I've been doing. It's I saw it and heard it on a different podcast somewhere that they were like, oh, it has a sub it has a monthly subscription, and then mm -hmm. rethinking sort of how subscription works. It's I could just sub subscribe to premium for like the few months out of the year that I fly rather <laughs> yeah. than paying the either like the yearly or lifetime or something, mm. just subscribe for those few months that I use it. So I always, uh, cause I got the iPhone 14 because the dynamic yeah. Island just got me <laughs> and, uh, with flighty, I believe it's to use the dynamic Island, like feature you have to have premium. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like bought premium just for like the few months that I've uh, flown <laughs> and use yeah. that. And then they also have like, Everyone does like a year wrapped or recap or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I got to see like all the miles that I've flown. So already like in 2020, now three, it's um, mm -hmm. I've almost flown as many miles as I flew last year. And I've only done like two flights this year. But because of the fact <laughs> I went to Singapore, that kind of like skewed yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> But it was still like really cool to see everything. And you could see it all like on a map and which cities you've gone to. And that's like yeah. super, super cool, I think. Yeah, that is that's cool. cool. How long did it take you to get to Singapore? Total time, it took 24 hours. 
So okay. I went from Indianapolis. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> yeah, I went from Indianapolis to Chicago, Chicago to Tokyo, Tokyo then to Singapore. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so it was like that plus like two an hour and a half two ish hours layover between like every single one. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, also that's... like all the flight issues and the yeah. like time it takes to go through security multiple times because yeah. you're traveling yeah. then internationally. Yeah. It's, I was like, yeah. okay, I'll, it, it might take longer, but I'm going to have a longer layover because I don't want to be that person like running through, like sprinting <laughs> through the airport yeah. to try yeah. to make their flight. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, the next question. Uh, what's your favorite Mac app? So lately, my favorite Mac app has been Orbit, which Aww. is, I found, you know, and it's an app that you guys make. Oh, but thank you. Because thank you. like all the freelancing, it's I can then like, yeah, track everything and I like seeing all the um, graphs of stuff. But it's also nice because I know the people who develop the app. And because of that, I can complain about bugs and have a direct line to the people and, talk and tell them, hey, I found a bug. It's right here. Bugs? We don't have any bugs in our apps. Yeah, no, that reminds me. I think we still haven't solved your latest bug that you mentioned to us. So, yeah, we should get on that. I really like that it's multi-platform, too. So it's I'll have it like on my watch and, ha and like be able to start something on my phone then also have it on my mm -hmm. Mac as well. And that's... Uh, super handy when I'm just like sketching something down like you're writing something really quickly but it's still for like a freelance project but then when I actually go to do the development work I can then get on my Mac and then immediately like mm -hmm. make either switch over the timer or just like have it just still running or something too yeah, yeah. We, we do have quite a lot of updates coming this year I'm excited for yeah, Ooh, yeah I can't wait <laughs> I'll tell you all the bugs I find or features <laughs> yeah no we uh, yeah I, I'd love to hear that um I, I'm really looking forward to it should we will also make some sort of UI improvements for the Mac app although I like it as it is now I always see the things like every, I use it every day so I see things I'm like ah oh, we should fix that <laughs> so I'm looking forward to our next update too um what's your favorite iphone that was ever made my favorite iphone would either be i've always had the s versions of all the iphones so i was always on like the two-year plan that did mm -hmm. the s upgrades so it was either the 4s or the 6s and because of that it's mm -hmm. the 4s i loved like it was boxy and everything so yep. that was like yep. super nice going from like 3g to 4s yep. um but then the 6s then reverts that and does the other thing but then mm -hmm. it was the last one that still had the headphone jack and touch id and that was <laughs> so i held on to that phone for four years so when oh, i updated, really yeah or no it would sorry no that one was two years it's i held on to the 10s okay. for four years because yeah. i still have always had an s right up until i've just now got yeah. the 14 so <laughs> but it's still the, the 6s was my favorite because of the fact yeah i had the headphone jack and i wanted to keep that like as long as i could at the time mm -hmm. but then it's the 10s the 10 came out and i was like okay that's pretty cool but then the 10s came out and i also really like that one so then i did upgrade and i was like no i don't have touch id anymore but um, i still like held on to that phone as long as yeah. i could up until i was like ooh, but i do like the 10s so then i upgraded <laughs> do you still miss touch id now I mean, I miss the fact that you could be laying in bed with your head half smashed into your pillow and you can't use Face ID with that. Well, you could scan your face while having a pillow in your face and then, then your phone will recognize it. Yeah, you can yeah, set it up as an alternative appearance. Yeah. <laughs> half my face and hope for the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite food item? So what is food item? Like... Food dish or like specific? I left it. Like I wrote favorite food. Kai added the word item, so I'm not I, really I sure. Wanted, I wanted to leave it ambiguous enough that it can be candy, baked things, very specific, 
you know, fruit from a specific country or something or, or just a regular dish. So I try to leave it as open as possible <laughs> to, to allow you to express yourself in whatever food way you want. <laughs> um, given that, I would say my favorite food or item could then be... <laughs> uh, I would say either like mac and cheese because I love oh, mac yeah. and cheese. Okay. Um, like that good comfort kind of food. Or mm -hmm. then, like, I don't know, with the word item, I was thinking just cheese, because then you could put cheese, like you could have queso and nachos. Yeah. And yeah. It completely yeah. changes it when you say just cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, like, I, I do think if you, if you should have, like, like a, like a staple food, I think cheese is a, is a good option, like something that you always have, because you can add it to so many things and it Yeah, you can delicious. put it on salad, you can have nachos, like, these are multiple different kinds of cheeses. <laughs> yeah. Cheese. <laughs> situation that you can have <laughs> or i mean you could even have it with pizza yeah <laughs> even that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we mon and i we put cheese and butter on everything so yeah We're, i do think uh, butter is probably more of a staple for us but cheese is a close second like every <laughs> recipe we have it's it's like Add half a block of cheese, then it would be good. <laughs> but we also can't crazy. We like slice cheese and put butter on top. That's a good snack. Yeah, it's keto. It's <laughs> fine. Definitely. <laughs> All right. And uh, to our final rapid fire question is a two truths and a lie segment. So you tell us two truths and one lie uh, in any order you want. And you're not going to reveal what the truth and the lie are, so people can walk up to you at a conference and tell you what they think your lie is. Okay. Um, I, had, I had to think about these because I just couldn't remember what, what, would could be, what would be what or like not something, I don't know, that's super difficult. So it's something yeah. technically you may know if you follow me on all the social media everywhere. Um, but if you do, please let me know. Uh, let's see. First one, it's my first iPhone was an iPhone 4S. Um, I have an M1 Max MacBook Pro, or I have never shipped a vapor project. <laughs> so between those three. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, I, I have my guesses, but I'll, I'll <laughs> keep it for the conference. Um, so I think that's, that's everything for this episode. And I think we'll uh, catch up with you in Chicago soon uh, and chat more about different food items. And I, we haven't even different. heard your take on deep dish Deep dish pizza, whether or not that's that's an acceptable food item. So <laughs> chat about this at the conference. Have you yes. had deep dish pizza? Yes, but I don't think I've had it in a while. Okay. All right. Do, do, do you remember if you liked it? I think I did, but okay. I don't know if I'll get banned for saying this from Josh. Deep dish pizza can sometimes be like lasagna. <laughs> so much. <laughs> don't worry. You're not the first person that made that comment. And that's why we have the explicit tag on, on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, let's wrap it up. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me online on everywhere, basically. But on Twitter, it's just my name, Michaela Karen. So that's spelled M-I-K-A-E-L-A, -E then two underscores, and then my last name, <laughs> C-A-R-O-N, because I couldn't get my... Couldn't get my name without underscores. Then somebody had one with one underscore. So I had to add two. So it's very, <laughs> you have to watch out for all of them. And then, um, then Instagram was easy. It was just my name, Michaela Karen. And then when I went and, you know, made a Mastodon profile, it's, I took the hard path of 
making my own server, which I don't recommend to anybody. <laughs> and it was uh, at Michaela Karen at swiftdevs.space. All right. All right. Then thank you so much again for, for joining us. Um, looking forward to seeing you again in Chicago. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the episode of Slices. Uh, the Deep Dish Swift conference is happening in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. And you can still get tickets on the website. We have all the links in the show notes. Um, and in the next episode, we'll be chatting with another amazing speaker. So we're looking forward to seeing everyone next time. <laughs> that, yeah, that, thank that you. That was awkward, but you can cut that out. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I think it'll be so fun.